I can't advocate enough how important I think looking after your lawn in the fall is because I believe if you do, and people have seen results, that if you do look after your lawn in the fall, put it to sleep, that you will be, you will have better results going into the spring and there won't be as much maintenance for you. Welcome back to the Helpful Gardeners podcast. This week, we are chatting about lawn care because lawns also go through an autumnal shift. Yeah, they. Re- you, I actually um, just helped out a couple of friends. I happened to run into them. I didn't know they were here. Uh, and I bumped into them downstairs and they were uh, looking for lawn fertilizer. Mm. And I walked them down and we went through everything <laughs> and I explained how the fertilizers work. They had no clue. Mm-hmm. Because they they've heard oh you need to fertilize your lawn in the in the fall in the autumn whatever they didn't know there was a difference in the fertilizer I didn't either yep. to be honest Fair I enough. started seeing seasonal lawn fertilizer and I was like wait there's different recipes yep <laughs> so- yeah and 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 the other kicker is too I, I want to say ooh, seven years ago six years ago somewhere in that in that time frame all of the the big fertilizer companies um changed the blend so they did uh you know i mean these companies um you know promix and uh, scotts i i don't even want to say how much they spend in in r d and research and development a small fortune and they uh, learned uh, that the the lawns required different things, and they changed all the formulas. So not only were people losing their minds because they were like, "That's not lawn fertilizer. The numbers are wrong." And you're like, "Oh no!" But these guys have done R and D. I understand you used the same one for twenty years, but then they were like, "Oh, and then you need to put this one down in the autumn." And the the amount of effort it took to explain to people, and I get it because. How do you feel when you go into, you know, uh, your grocery shopping and you go into your grocery store and they've discontinued your brand? There's an alternative brand, but it's not your brand. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, I, I, am I going to like it? Do I buy it? What do I do? Oh, yeah. You've ga- you've you've developed this relationship yep. with this brand. Right. And you're like, this has worked for me in the past. Like- yep. This is what I do. And and I, I have something doesn't matter what uh, coffee brand. Somebody's like, oh, you have to try this one. It's amazing. I love it. It's the best coffee. And you're like, oh, yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. And the next time you go to the store, you buy your brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what I do with movies and stuff. They're like, yeah. oh, you'd love this movie. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix is the best way. People are like, you got to watch it. You're like, I absolutely will never. <laughs> although, although here's the thing. I'll like watch it like six months later and then be like, oh, my God, I found the show. And they're like, yeah. I told you about that six months ago. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, that's how I found it is because you told, yeah, yeah, we've all been there before. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I was talking to uh, Tracy at Global and she was like, do I have to keep watering my plants or is the season done? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of what what you were touching on uh, last week and we hear it a lot. People know that it's coming to an end. So they're like, can I, can I just give up now? And it's the same with grass where you're like, can I just not cut my grass again? Can I just leave it? If you love your lawn and you want your lawn to be successful again next year, you should take certain steps in ensuring that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that, and especially, you know, if, if you're going to put down fertilizer and this is something where you see people fertilizing, uh, but they haven't cleaned up the leaves yet. Yeah. 
and you're like, you realize that that fertilizer isn't going on the lawn, and then the wind blows all the leaves off. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you fertilized the street. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? exactly, exactly. Or even um, seeding. Like I know last week we were talking about annuals and perennials, and yep. when's it? Is it too late to plant perennials? And that's what I'm sort of interested in learning more about too. Is like if you say didn't have time to get to your lawn and, and seeding it earlier in the year. Now that things are starting to wind down, can you do a little bit of seeding before the winter arrives, right? The one that I'm having difficulty with this year for lawns is the new school of thought. And it's it's been proven. I've I've read numerous articles on it by experts in the industry about cleaning your lawn. Mm. And I I am still well, you know how I, I like my garden cleaned and organized and everything put away. Yeah. Um, and more and more they're saying mulch the leaves and leave them on your lawn. Yeah. Uh, I'm still, I'm You're still I'm not st- there yet. <laughs> no, I'm still of the school, rake your leaves, get them off the yeah. lawn, fertilize your lawn and then be done. And, you know, like I said at the beginning, the, the people that would come in and be like, oh, the fertilizer has changed. That school of thought has changed and I'm having a hard time reconciling with it. Yeah. What about weeds this time of year? Are you finding that you have a lot of weeds? I'm the wrong person to ask for that. Oh, wait, sorry. Dandelions? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, my, my lawn is doing great. But now now is actually a, um, as long as it's still green, uh, to talk about that, um, it's still a perfect time to get rid of your weeds. Mm-hmm. I dig them out. Um, if they're still green uh, and they're still photosynthesizing um, and, and, and chemical sprays are your bag, go ahead and spray. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, I would argue now would be a better time because uh, even the dandelions in my lawn, and it has a lot, none of them are flowering. So you don't have to worry so much about the pollinators. Right. Where in the spring, a lot of times you see people spraying their dandelions when they've got the blooms on them. Mm -hmm. So Harry was cutting the lawn uh, last week, I think. Um, And there were some leaves down, nothing major. And he was like, "Uh, do I bag them or am I mulching them? And I was like, well, um." I, I think for this one, buddy, just bag them and put them in the compost. And we're, we're still combo- like, no, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm just going to mulch it. Yeah. The funny thing is the, the irony there is I am the last person to talk to anybody really about like maintaining a pristine lawn. Mm-hmm. I can help you do it. I just don't care for it. So why am I not just mulching it? It makes my life easier. Yes. But then we were also talking about, um, you know, if you do take those leaves off of your lawn, um, maybe putting it into a certain area of your garden yep. and then giving those garden bugs a yep. bit of a home for the wintertime. I'll, I'll clean leaves out of my flower beds mm-hmm. and put them to uh, to the back of the bed. But you know what I think it is? I like, uh, I, I don't enjoy uh, raking. Like when I was landscaping, I didn't enjoy raking for like an entire week straight. But I like raking my own lawn. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like the sound. Oh. Okay. I like the... <laughs> Um, I like how it looks clean. It's, it's a good raking and shoveling. I am perfectly ambidextrous at. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I can swap. So I'm getting a good workout on both <laughs> arms and I don't know, it just, it, it makes me happy. And then when you look back, everything looks clean and mm-hmm. you've got a big pile of leaves and it's fun. Do you have anyone in your household that loves piles of leaves? Like, will <laughs> Jimmy go into it? No, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy doesn't get, <laughs> I've got a great photo though, uh, from years ago. I don't know if I've got one in my office of them. Uh, um, oh my God, 10 years ago, I guess we lived in, um, Mount Pleasant. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of huge trees 
And uh, Harry and I, I mean, he was just a kid, so he was literally no help, but he wanted to help, raked a massive pile of leaves, and he must have spent an hour just running and diving into the leaves Aww. and burying himself in them and poking his head out and jumping out and scaring his mom. And, <laughs> and it was so much fun. Um, but I, I just love that. I, it just, it feels like autumn when you're doing that. Yeah, it does. Although I can't do that in my mom's yard because she has a crab apple tree oh. and they are past their prime. Yeah. Um. So it's just like you go into the tree and then you have you you rake up the leaves, but then it's just full of like these rotting apples that yep. the squirrels haven't gotten to yet. So yep. not so much in our house, but yeah. And that's that's exact when you're doing it. Like when I was raking that pile and I knew Harry was going to play in it, um, I was pulling out the big sticks mm-hmm. and pulling out anything that could hurt him. So it was just pure leaves from mm-hmm. to jump in, but. Yeah, when you're raking up stuff like that, um, I, thankfully I don't have that because then the other thing you get are the wasps. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Have yeah. they been really bad for you this year? No, you know what? Um, I really, this year, a uh, little digression, I didn't find uh, the wasps or the mosquitoes a problem at all. No, I actually found flies to be more of a problem. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, there were flies all over the place. Yeah. The other day, Jenny and I were in a dinosaur provincial park. It was really, really, really hot. So we'd been drinking water and we stopped and we got some cold water on the way out. And I opened up the back of the Jeep to give Jimmy some water. The amount of flies flying in the Jeep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, it was ridiculous. I'm like, where are they all coming from? Mm-hmm. But you know what? Flies, they're a slight annoyance. They don't sting and they don't bite like wasps and mosquitoes. So if I had to pick... That's the one they I'm just picking. tickle you. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that actually it's, it's interesting now because I'm trying to think why I haven't reconciled it. And I don't know. I think mentioning bugs got me thinking about pests. And I think one of the reasons why uh, my brain tells me to clean up the leaves is because of things like uh, bug eggs or powdery mildew, uh, rust, um, If you have a tree or a plant uh, on your property uh, that has some kind of uh, disease and you don't get rid of the leaves, if you're mulching it, you're talking about um, fungal spores. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting rid of them. So you're leaving them on your property. So next year, you're still going to have that powdery mildew where if you clean it up and it's clean and those leaves are gone, you're, you're helping mitigate the problem for next year. Yeah, that's a really good point. Some of the articles that I've read is mulching down the leaves and fertilizing and putting down an autumn fertilizer is literally the best thing you can feed your lawn mm-hmm. in the autumn. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still not there. No, I mean, you know, and this is why I'm really excited for our guest this week yep. because we've had her on the show before and the early spring lawn podcast that we did with Shelly Vance of Scots Canada went over really well. Yeah. Like, all of you really loved that episode. Um, just goes to show how, you know, a lot of people in Canada really take pride in their lawns. They really they, do. Yeah. Right? A takeaway I will never forget, and I have passed it on to a number of people, was when Shelly said, use a seed starting blend when you're germinating your seeds in the spring. Mm-hmm. Th- that it's, was an aha moment it's for me. brilliant. Yeah. And I've, I've, pa- number of people, uh, oh, I'm doing this in my lawn. What do I need? And I go, well, you want the best. This came from our expert, Shelly. She works for Scots. But, and I've told and they're like, oh, yeah. And they buy it. And you're like, of 
Of course. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know uh, Shelly Vance from our previous podcast episode with her, uh, Shelly has worked in the lawn and garden industry for over 30 years. She's worked for a variety of different companies based in Vancouver, Canada. She actually lives out in Coquitlam, BC with her husband, Jim. She has two adult daughters and she loves working for Scots Canada. She's very passionate about the lawn and garden industry. And so we're so lucky to have her on here to chat more about autumn lawn care. Thank you so much, Shelly, for joining us today. Today on the podcast. I know our spring lawn care uh, episode was very popular amongst our listeners. And so I really can't wait to dive into the autumn portion. What kinds of things should we be considering with our lawn? In, in some ways, I guess it depends on the demographics and what your lawn looks like. But there's probably people have probably have a lot of dead patches on their lawn. I always recommend maybe going to those little dead patches and you know, giving them a little rake. And basically what we're doing is we're kind of fluffing up fluffing up your lawn. If there is any grass that's going to come back, it's basically giving it a chance to breathe. So if you do a little rake and you and you'll see it and it actually only takes like two or three days and you'll you'll notice the lawn sort of comes to life a little bit. You might have to give it a little bit of watering depending on where you're living because I know re restriction water restrictions across the country this summer have been have been, you know, quite severe. But the difference at this time of the year also is that there's a lot more dew out there on your grass. So that kind of helps it too, right? It's giving a little bit more condensation to help the grass kind of revitalize itself. So that's one thing I think that's pretty simple, you know, just you could just put her out in your yard, do a little bit of raking and uh, kind of make it like, you know, a little bit a little bit of fun instead of, you know, I know some people are going, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go and rake the whole lawn. Well, you don't have to do it all at once, but it just gives it a little bit of help your lawn. So that's one thing that you can absolutely do. That's pretty simple. And of course, fall fertilizer is um, more important than even the spring. And usually most garden centers have the fall fertilizer in the store. It just might not be as prevalent. But instead of save yourself a trip to the store and pick up a, a bag of fall fertilizer at the same time you're picking up your spring fertilizer, and then you'll already have it in your ground. So What's the, the differences in recipe between the spring and the fall fertilizer? So the spring is basically designed to give your, your, your lawn a kick boost in the spring, like spruce it up. And in the fall, it's basically designed to change up the nutrients to support your lawn for going into winter. Usually the, the nitrogen in the fertilizer in the fall is a little, it's not quite as high as the nitrogen in the spring. For example, say the nitrogen in the spring, I'll just pull a number out, might be 32. And then in the fall, it, you know, it could be maybe 30 or 29 or a little bit less, but it's usually always a little bit lower because that fall fertilizer is designed to change up the nutrients to prepare your lawn for going into a winter of sleeping. I can't advocate enough how important I think looking after your lawn in the fall is because I believe if you do, and people have seen results that if you do look after your lawn in the fall, put it to sleep, that you will be, you will have better results going into the spring. There won't be as much maintenance for you. When you're talking about, um, you know, fertilizing, is there a certain, a, a certain timeline, like when you should maybe stop fertilizing or should you only fertilize once in the fall? Yeah, so I think honestly, it's only necessary to fertilize once in the fall. And 
honestly, right now, I, I'd say right now, September, depending on your weather, like usually people, especially with today's technology, you can look, you can look and see what the weather is going to be doing probably for the next couple of weeks. But as long as it's not too cold, I would say, honestly, right up until the middle of October, probably in Alberta would be a fine time to fertilizer. In BC, they might have a little bit longer to fertilize. So obviously, if it drops to, you know, minus 10 or whatever, I wouldn't recommend it. But yeah, as long as it's probably around 13, 14, around that daytime highs, you should be fine. Earlier, you kind of brought up water restrictions because I know in BC, you were experiencing a bit of that. Um, out here in Alberta, we experienced in Calgary, at least, a, a water restriction, a stage one water restriction. And and that actually had us only watering our lawn once a week. So we had to be sort of strategic in our lawn care during the summer months. Is there a certain timeline of when we should stop watering? Is that sort of the same thing when it comes to fertilizing? We're just sort of watching the weather at that point and then making a decision from year to year? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely has to do with the weather. I mean, I again, I would if I were were to guess, I would say probably people could keep watering up and probably till the middle of October. But you know, you never know. Like last year, I think we right across the country, we got some pretty warm weather right into the late fall. So you kind of have to gauge it on what's happening with the weather. But I'm sure after the hot summer that everyone's had that um once those watering restrictions are going to be lifted, I'm sure people will be out there, you know, trying to revitalize their lawn as best they can before winter sets in. Oh, absolutely. I know the water restriction, as important as it is, I know a lot of folks were struggling because they're like, no, I had these lawn care goals and now, yeah. you know, I'm going to have to put that on hold. I mean, obviously for the better good, but um, they were quite disappointed just to be like, oh no, I was working so hard. I was doing so good. And now, you know, I might be set back a little bit. So it's nice to know that, you know, you still have a little bit of time once that water restriction lifts to get that lawn sort of fluffed up and 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 as good as you can before the winter comes. So that, and I don't know about you, Shelly, but one of my favorite autumn activities is is leaves. Yeah. And I know this is sort of one of the major questions that we get around the garden center this time of year is sort of what happens with all the leaves on your lawn? Do you recommend raking them up or just leaving them alone? This is a kind of a tough one because this is a yes and a no answer. So from a, an environmental perspective, probably it's better to just leave the leaves on your lawn. But of course, no one wants to fertilize a bunch of leaves. So I guess an alternative or the best thing I could re recommend if you are going to rake up your leaves, if you do have a garden or like, for example, say in my yard, I have a great big sequoia and there's uh, soil underneath it. So if I raked up my leaves, that's probably where I would put them so they can biodegrade with the trees. I know not everybody has has that option, but leaving your leaves on the lawn all winter probably won't help your lawn in the long run, but it's like one of those things, should I just leave it and then, you know, see what it looks like in the fall. But if you're going to fertilize or you want to do patching on your lawn, you're probably going to have to rake up your leaves. So hopefully there's like a, a garden in your yard that you can put the leaves if you want, or maybe your neighbor will take your leaves. I, I, you know, that's <laughs> just, just some different ideas. I think it's 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 kind of what what we love about gardening is that it's very personal. So at the end of the day, you make the decision on what's right for you. And so that gives a lot of food for thought, I think, for for everyone and how they want to tackle leaves. And I think I just want to kind of backtrack a little bit because I didn't know this. You have a sequoia in your backyard. Yes, I do. <laughs> I do. And it's quite funny when I planted it. It's, I guess it's been there for quite a few years now, but 
I also have a, a hedge in my yard. And when, when I bought, purchased the tree, I thought it was so big. It was like six feet tall. And when I came home, you couldn't even see it amongst <laughs> my hedge. But now I want to say that Sequoia is like, oh my gosh, I don't even know. It grows, I think, three to four feet a year. So it's just, yeah. it's monstrous. But I, I'm a, as well as a lawn lover, I'm like love trees. So so when we're talking about sort of the lawn chores that you do around this time of year, I know we were just talking about sort of like that garden burnout. Lawn mowing is is one of the chores that is just, you know, a weekly thing. So maybe some people might be wondering, hey, when can I stop mowing my lawn? Or should I be worried about the mower height? I've seen some folks on online talking about adjusting the mower height. So I'm interested to know what you think about lawn mowing in the autumn. My recommendation for the autumn is the same as the spring. I believe like once in the spring, once your lawn is at that healthy stage that it's looking pretty good, I personally have my lawnmower moved to the highest elevation. Obviously, one of the reasons I do that is because of the water re restrictions. They come in pretty quick. And I have found personally through the years that the lower your lawnmower is the shorter you cut the grass it gets browner quite quick so if you have it long and lush and I, and I honestly call it trimming your lawn not cutting your lawn a lot of people really think the shorter lawns look better but if you get into the habit of just trimming your lawn at the highest level you'll find that your lawn looks beautiful and it'll stay yeah. green longer especially with the especially with the water restrictions so you know unless you're going to do some uh, fall thatching. Thatching is basically just like giving your lawn a really good haircut, getting all the dead grass out, like the whole entire lawn. So unless you're going to do that in the fall, which you can, I would keep your lawn more at the highest level. And you kind of tell when your lawn goes dormant. And traditionally, that's when people quit cutting their lawn is when they can see that their grass it just doesn't seem to be growing anymore. And that's obviously weather related also. It's getting too cold and the grass knows that it's going into sleep mode for the winter. You know, if you have noticed that your lawn has gone through a bit of a tough time this season, then there is still time to look at repairing those patches and, and just, you know, giving it its best look before the winter season. And can you still use any kind of seed when you're looking at patching this time of year? Or do you have to look at some other kinds of seed? No, you can use any kind of seed, whatever suits you, on your particular yard. If you get like a lot of shade, I would use shade. If you get sun and shade, you know, there's all purpose grass seeds out there. The fall is like the best time to patch your grass. So for some people, it's a little overwhelming. But when, when you've planted seed and you see the grass coming up, it's, I don't know, it's a sense of like achievement that you've actually accomplished something that you've, yeah. you're, and you're seeing, you're seeing the seed come to life. But again, I would just say, if you're new to it, just get some really good seed starting soil or a little bag of soil and go out there and you can sprinkle it down, you know, put the soil down and then put a generous amount of uh, grass seed down. And what I, because of the birds and the things that love the grass seed, maybe the rodents, who knows at this time of the year, basically put the grass, the, the soil down. Well, first of all, I would say, make sure you do the fluffing and you get rid of any dead grasses underneath there. Mm -hmm. Put down a little bit of new soil, put down the grass seed, and maybe if you can sprinkle a little bit of soil over top of that so that uh, it'll somewhat maybe deter the, the birds from getting it. And then if you need to flatten it, 
Sometimes I use my kitchen roller if it's just a little spot. Sometimes I can use a board to flatten it so it's nice and level so you don't have all this bumpy grass. And if you're doing a big, large area, if you if you're want to do the whole lawn, you can actually go to most garden centers or rental places will have the rollers that you fill up with water that'll help level your, you know, the soil and the grassy that you've just put down. But that being said, after that's done, the most important thing for grass seed is you need to water it a little bit in the morning and you need to water it a little bit at night just to get that germination going. And it usually takes, I would say, a good two weeks before you see the germination. It's amazing if you do it in the fall, in the spring, it's just amazing to see, you know, how great that grass seed, that new lawn looks, you know, that you've done the spotting on. That's why I'm saying for somebody who's new, who's never done it before, you know what, just start it a little at, at a slower pace so that you can get success because there's nothing worse than, you know, doing it and not achieving the goal of new grass coming up. But you, you know, that's why I'm saying just pick a little spot and stay on it for probably a good two weeks and then you'll see the grass coming. Honestly, all of this just kind of gives me new inspiration to get back out in the garden, just knowing that, you know, I can still do lawn care this time of year. Thank you so much for for sharing your knowledge and your passion about lawn care. I think a lot of people are going to resonate with a lot of the points that you've made here. And I, I would really love for you to kind of stick around and help us out with the question of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And this week's question of the week actually comes to us from Gary on our Instagram at Golden Acre Garden. And he asks, I live in the Edmonton area and we have a water restriction on in effect. I'm wondering if I want to start new lawn seed, should I still do it this time of year with the water restrictions in effect or should I wait until the water restrictions are lifted? I know that seed needs quite a bit of moisture to get going. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's a tough one. So okay. everybody would have to check with their own municipalities because a lot of times municipalities will give permits to people that are starting new lawns. Unless you for a whole new lawn, unless you can get that water permit, is it's pretty tough because the lawn does need to be watered yeah. quite frequently. And there again, there's another good reason to put in a new lawn, like maybe like at this time of year, because watering restrictions are starting to be lifted. And so you could water the lawn in most places. Like I think ours are on till October 1st. But after mm -hmm. that, you you know, providing the weather, look at, you know, look at the weather for the next two weeks and you could get your lawn started at this time of the year. And then for those people that are just doing patching, I mean, I know this is going to sound like an extra lot of work, but you probably, if you're just doing a little patching, you probably could fill up like a little, little watering can or whatever, and you could just do it because you don't really need like a lot of water to start off the grass, but you just kind of have to keep it a little damp. I think with the trees, there's no restrictions and plants and that kind of thing. So you're, you're filling up that watering can anyways. So if you have a little few little patches on your lawn and you, you know, whatever's left over from your containers, you could probably use it just to do your seed. I mean, that's one idea. And I know it sounds mm -hmm. like a lot more work, but people that are watering their, you know, their vegetable gardens or their plants or whatever, they're doing that anyways, to some degree. Well, thank you so much for being here, Shelly. I really appreciate it. 
Well, if there's something that you've been wanting to learn more about, you can reach out to us by email social at goldenacre.ca. We also have our SpeakPipe app on our website at goldenacre.ca. Right on the homepage, click on the podcasting link, and then that'll take you to our podcast page. And at the bottom, you can send us a voice note anonymously and we'll feature you on the show. And next week, Colin, uh, we're kind of following along on this autumn journey and we're talking more about trees and shrubs. And we're actually joined by another special guest, our tree expert, John. Shelly done John like I know well like we're we're just bringing in the ringers (laughs) Um, but no they are again John like Shelly is so relatable and uh, and so fun but there is one thing I want to mention have you ever seen the close-up of a grass cell no it is literally the happiest cell (laughs) you're ever gonna see in your life oh my goodness yeah i'm definitely including this look at that smiley guy look at that smiley guy uh that's literally my takeaway from grass is that it's a very happy organism but uh i think john is going to give us a lot of fun advice about you know there's people that go away all summer and they want something of interest they're not interested in summer blooms they might be interested in fall foliage and let's be honest It'll be interesting to see what uh, Jean suggests for uh, some interesting fall foliage and structures. And uh, I look forward to listening to everybody speak because I'm a huge nerd (laughs) and I like hearing from experts. Well, definitely want to tune in for that episode next weekend, Sunday at 8 a.m. Mountain Time on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll talk to you then. Bye, everyone.